Pittsburgh Steelers have had a bit of turnover in their front office. Kevin Colbert has retired from his position as general manager, not leaving the team, but leaving the duties of the general manager position behind him. With him, Brandon Hunt has also left the Steelers organization. Two new faces have joined the team in their bid to replace this outgoing talent. But who are these people? And what do they bring to the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the cutting room floor. Now, Kevin Colbert isn't leaving the team, just his job as GM. The replacement for Kevin Colbert is Omar Khan. Omar Khan comes from the business side of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization and is known among his other duties as a salary cap guru. He beat out Brandon Hunt for the general manager job. Brandon Hunt is rumored, as there's nothing official, to be leaving the team. Omar Khan is the business side. Brandon Hunt was the Italian evaluation side. To replace, you know, to, to bring in someone to help with talent evaluation, because now you have a GM, Omar Khan, who is not a talent evaluator, and Brandon Hunt, who was, you know, one of your top two talent evaluators. Your top two guys were Kevin Colbert and Brandon Hunt. Kevin Colbert no longer is doing the GM job, and Brandon Hunt is gone. The Steelers bring in Andy Weidel to be their assistant general manager. He comes from Philadelphia Eagles, and he is Italian evaluation side of the football operations. He is very heavily focused on that side. So he is going to be most likely running the talent evaluation side of the GM position while Omar Khan focuses on all the other things, all the business side, all the organizational side things. I assume he's not going to be entirely uninvolved in talent evaluation. You don't hire someone to be a GM and and not do any of that work, but he will have his main operator as Andy Weidel in any of the talent evaluation side things. With... Brandon Hunt leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers. They bring in Sheldon White, who last year was a scout for the Washington Commanders, to be their director of pro scouting. So these two people replace very heavily the roles of the outgoing talent evaluation, Kevin Colbert and Brandon Hunt. So today on this show where we normally talk about talent, I evaluate players based on what I see on film and talk to you about you know, what, how I see the team building this roster. Today we're going to talk about the two new people in the Steelers organization who do that job for the Steelers, not just sit there and look at film and try and tell you guys, hey, you know, this is what I see the Steelers doing. No, they're, they're building this roster from what they see, from what they scout on players, both internal to the team and external to the team, in the draft and on other teams, signing through free agency, practice squad acquisitions, you know, all these things. These two people, these two new people are going to be heavily involved in. So today I want to look at who they are, where they came from, their history, their background, and what we might be able to learn from them and about them for what they will bring to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Starting with Andy Weidel, and we'll do Sheldon White in the second half of the show, but we're going to talk about Andy Weidel, 
coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers to be their assistant general manager. Andy Weidel grew up in Steeler country. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. 1998, he joined the Pittsburgh Steelers as an intern. He's there in 1998 and 1999. Under then executive running the job of general manager without the title, Tom Donahoe. Tom Donahoe leaves the organization under, you know, reports that there's a power struggle between him and and coach Bill Cower. When he leaves in 2000, Andy Weidel leaves. Now, Andy Weidel was an intern. That's all he was. He was doing intern-level things, driving and picking people up, delivering memos, stuff like that. He wasn't doing the football work yet. He goes to New Orleans in 2000 to be a scout for the New Orleans Saints. He works there through 2004. In 2005, Andy Weidel joins the Ravens as a scout. He will stay in the scouting department through 2015, 11 years in the Ravens scouting department under general manager Ozzie Newsom, who had a fantastic run as the Ravens GM. There's not, you know, there's not a whole lot of people better to learn under than Ozzie Newsom. He's, he's one of the, along with Kevin Colbert, was one of the star GMs of that time period. An interesting story comes out of Baltimore early in Andy Weidel's time there. He joins the Ravens in 2005. The 2005 season, the Ravens go 6-10. Not very good. It's one of their worst seasons they've had in that time period. And heading into the 2006 draft, Andy Weidel's convinced that there is a defensive lineman the Ravens absolutely have to take. A guy that he has been scouting. And he is responsible for scouting. But he also knows this is only his second year in the organization. He's only been a scout for five years, five, six years. He's younger. And he wants the team to draft his guy. So he comes in with tons of information, lots of stats. He's talking snap counts. He's talking personality. He's giving all these information, all these quotes, all these evaluations from people who knew the player, right? He's going all out, standing on the table for the Ravens to draft this defensive lineman. And he wins it. And they do. With the Ravens' first round pick, their 12th pick overall, they draft Andy Weidel's player that he's fighting for in Haloti Nada. Haloti Nada goes on to have a fantastic Ravens career. Several years of all pro, so I think five or six years Pro Bowl wins a Super Bowl with the team, and is in general just an absolute nightmare to deal with on the defensive line and one of the strengths of that Ravens defense. People talking about Andy Weidel talk about his intensity, especially during that Ravens time, his intensity when he had a player he really wanted the Ravens to draft. And he has a good number, a good number of players that turned out well that you'll be told he fought for the team to draft for whether they drafted them or not. Among those names, according to an article from theathletic.com, players like Kyle Juszczyk, Tyrod Taylor, uh, Devin McCourty, Torrey Smith, were players that he were was passionate about 
that whether they were superstars or not, were good draft picks. And what always came across to them is when he found someone that he knew, what he was passionate about and knew they were going to be good, he was very passionate about it. It showed up. You could tell that Andy Weidel really, really liked this guy. And in the Ravens organization, they learned that when Andy Weidel was that excited about somebody, it was worth taking him. It was worth taking a shot because he hit on significant numbers of the guys that he really wanted. It stands out to me that during this time is when the Ravens are having success in the Joe Flacco success era, uh, including the, the 2012 Super Bowl, when the Eagles are well, the Eagles, the Ravens are well known for letting veterans go and putting their work, that work in the hands of younger players. And it worked throughout this time period because of how well the Ravens acquired young talent. Undrafted free agents and draft picks and all across the board, the Ravens were finding guys who could step in and play good. Even if they weren't a great talent, they could, you know, the, the Ozzie Newsome quote was, find people who can do 80% of the work for 20% of the paycheck. And they did that successfully for a large number of years. While Andy Weidel was there. He was just a scout. He was one of the more respected scouts on the team. But he was just a scout. But he was a part of that. He was a pretty big part of that. So then... In 2016, he's still just an, he's a regional scout. He's, he's or an area scout. He had, he had moved up the scouting ladder, but he's still just a scout. In 2016, Tom Donahoe has come back and is working for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's moved from a consultant role in 2012 into a more important role. 2015, Tom Donahoe moves into a more active role in the Eagles front office. And the next year, he hires Andy Weidel, who he had worked with for two years, way back in the day in Pittsburgh, when Andy Weidel was just an intern. He hires him to be their assistant. He, he pulls him out and gets him to be a, their assistant director of player personnel. Now, Tom Donado didn't actually hire him. It was, you know, he wasn't the guy hiring him, but he was one of the people that talked about bringing him in, that he was supported him. So in 2016, he becomes their assistant director of player personnel. A year later, heading into the 2017 season, the Eagles make some splashes in free agency that work out really well. They bring in Alshon Jeffrey. They bring Torrey Smith over from the Ravens, who, you know, Andy Weidel was a big fan of. Who He, he was a big part of him getting drafted. They bring in LeGarrette Blunt. They bring in Nick Foles. And all of those players have a big part to play in the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. So Andy Weidel on the Ravens is there for a number of years, gets some key players brought in that he helps, you know, recruit and scout to win the Super Bowl for the Ravens. He goes to the Eagles, and the first year he's with their talent evaluation, he's assistant director of player personnel, which is a pretty involved position. Right, the the director of player personnel basically has their hands in everything that involves players, it from the business side and the logistics side of coordinating travel and housing, 
uh, working with contracts. They do some of that. They do scouting stuff. They do literally everything, right? They, they don't run any of it, but they are involved in literally all of it. Andy Weil is the assistant director of player personnel. The Eagles bring in these players. They win a Super Bowl. Andy Weidel gets the assistant knocked off his title. He is the director of player personnel now. And the next year, after the 2018 season, he's given a Bryce president title. Vice president of player personnel. Same job. But basically it means you have more autonomy and a lot less oversight so he's basically has a lot more authority in all of these areas. He's kind of a, 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 a guy who can go to any department, pro scouting, uh, college scouting, contracts, free agency, all these things, and be a respected part of the process, be a major voice in the process. He also, during this time, takes over running the Eagles draft process, not just coordinating the information to decision-making. He's not the guy making final decisions, but he is coordinating everything, setting it up, and he is physically running the draft. He is the guy in charge of their actual draft process, setting it up, running draft day so it runs smoothly. That's his job. He takes that job, that role over inside of the Eagles. With that job position, the Eagles have had... I mean, it's too early to really say, you know, were the last couple of Eagles drafts really good? But he's gotten some very good picks. Uh, and if you look at the focus of these drafts, the Eagles are very heavily drafted, especially his entire time there, on offensive and defensive line. If you look at his time with Baltimore, Baltimore had a bigger focus on defensive line than offensive line, but definitely had that focus. One thing Andy Weidel has talked about is he loves scouting. His favorite position to scout is the offensive line. He played line. And he's had a lot of success with offensive and defensive linemen. Obviously, that's a great, great thing for the Steelers, who haven't had the best success drafting offensive linemen and are going to be looking at having to draft some serious defensive line help in the near future with you know, their starting defensive line getting older. Neither Cam Hayward nor Tyson Alualu are young, and even Stephon Tuitt, if he is back and healthy, he's 28. They're going to need new young studs on that defensive line. Anthony we Andy Wydell joins the Steelers. Andy Wydell's connections to the Steelers are limited. Obviously, he worked a little. He worked for the Steelers. He's a Steeler area, you know, guy grew up in this area and actually while he was a regional scout lived in Pittsburgh still for a decent chunk of the time. So this is a guy who has kept roots in Pittsburgh. I believe his wife is from here. Like I, I know that when he was signed on to be here, his wife posted about being a Pittsburgh girl and coming home and how excited she was like to come home to Western Pennsylvania. He's coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers to run, to be the, the assistant GM, and he's most likely going to be running the, the talent evaluation side. He's done a lot of that work 
right? But he hasn't done a lot of the business side, and he hasn't been the guy. He hasn't been the GM. The Eagles had a GM. They had, you know, uh, Tom Donahoe wasn't their GM, but he was an executive that was assisting in those capabilities. So there were multiple people above him that could help him, you know, learn these positions, learn these jobs, and and ease his transition into these this much bigger position. Consider that in 2015, he was a regional scout. Seven years later, he's an assistant GM. Big moves up. Kevin Colbert being around to help him with the organizational side and, and the running the whole shebang side is Kevin Colbert. And Kevin Colbert's in that same position to come and help Omar Khan. The loss of Brandon Hunt and bringing in Andy Wydell. Andy Wydell, who is a talent evaluator on the rise, right? He, he is moving up in the front office pretty quickly since he left the Ravens. Having a play guy like that, Kevin Colbert's experience and mentorship is going to be very valuable. Whereas Brandon Hunt has been in his position for 10 years, he's been mentored by Kevin Colbert. If you were going to make Brandon Hunt the GM, Kevin Colbert being there to continue mentoring him, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but how valuable would it actually be, right? Whereas in this situation, I think I think this setup actually makes Kevin Colbert's experience and mentorship more valuable. That's going to do it for Andy Weidel. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and when I come back, we're going to talk about the Steelers' new director of pro scouting, Sheldon White. So we'll take a little break, and I'll see you in a few moments. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you, as always, by the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're staying tuned to Behind the Steel Curtain here on whatever your podcast platform you're listening to this show, on YouTube for our, our nightly live shows that you can interact through the, uh, the live chat. You can... Always find information at the website, but just stick with us this whole offseason. We will be covering everything Pittsburgh Steelers related as we go through the 2022 offseason. First half of the show, we talked about Andy Weidel. This second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the other outside addition the Steelers brought in, in Sheldon White. And uh, looking through his history with of employment in the NFL, and kind of kind of what he brings to the Steelers and why the Steelers, you know, may have looked at him. So Sheldon White starts his NFL career as a scout for the Detroit Lions in 1997. 1997 uh, to 1999, he moves up their scouting ranks. And in 2000, uh, he takes over the job of director of pro personnel. The director of pro personnel is... That's a guy he can be in charge of uh, working with contracts, working with interior free agents, 
uh, evaluating the talent on their team, but also evaluating professional talent, you know, players already in the NFL on other teams through the mind of how do they fit our team? How would they work as an acquisition to our team? Basically running the NFL side of the roster. A pretty big, important position. And he moved to that position in his fourth year in the NFL. Now, an interesting facet in his advancement is that he is working for the first three years under Kevin Colbert, who was the director of of pro scouting for the Detroit Lions. He was in charge of basically, you know, scouting other teams' talents. That was Kevin Colbert's job, was to scout the NFL talent around the league for the Detroit Lions. Sheldon White is working under him and moving up. And then when Kevin Colbert moves on, Sheldon White takes the job of director of pro personnel, which is very similar, very similar to the job Kevin Colbert was doing, but involves more in-house work as well. He'd stay at that job from 2000 until 2009, where he is, the you know, the, the made-up kind of position move from director of pro personnel to vice president of pro personnel, basically just giving him an additional title saying, you know, you're important to us, probably a pay raise too. Then he stays in that job from 2009 through 2015. So real quick, covering what was going on in Detroit in that time. Uh, 1997, he joins the team. Kevin Colbert's there. In 1998, Barry Sanders retired. Right? Uh, during Barry Sanders' career, the Lions were nearly a 500 team. They were like, seven, like a couple games under 500 for the time period that Barry Sanders was there. Then in 1999... After the, after the end of the 1999 season, Kevin Colbert goes to the Steelers. So for 2000, Sheldon White makes the director of pro personnel. That is the Lions' last winning season. It's 2000, here for a stretch of time. After that, the team is really bad. 39 and 121 over the next 10 years, from 2001 to 2010. In 2009, Sheldon White makes the vice presidency of pro personnel. If you look through these Detroit Lions teams, that he is directing their uh, retention of players. He's directing, you know, looking to bring in free agents. They actually did a pretty good job in those areas. That was not the problem with the team. The problem with the team is they were absolutely terrible at drafting players. The problem with the Detroit Lions wasn't on the pro personnel side. They they made like they made like the Larry Foot. They brought Larry Foot in to play middle linebacker for them. He had a good season, but he didn't fit what they wanted to do, so they got rid of him. Like there's some moves like that where you're like, eh. but they weren't they weren't bad. Uh, most of his moves at least worked decently, and some of them were were pretty good moves. The problem is if you can't draft, you're going to be a bad team. That's the major acquisition of of talent for any team is through the draft. When they get their draft together a bit, and they hit on a few players, notably Matthew Stafford and Domicon Sue, uh, Megatron, the team actually gets better. They go on their best stretch 
since Barry Sanders was on the team. And in 2014, uh, their 11-win season is the second most in team history. Second most wins and their best season since 1991. So they're they're improving. From from 2008, they had the the zero and 16 season. From there on, they're improving. 2009, they make you know they they promote Sheldon White because he's doing a good job. He's building the team around like he's responsible for running good players on the field around your draft picks. That's what you that's how you work in the NFL. You draft your stars. You bring in players to work around them. And that's how the Lions run. That's how the Steelers run. That's how most teams ran. Some teams do it differently, but the Lions are very much a draft-focused team, at least during this phase. So he gets promoted in 2009. They they keep doing well. 2014 is their best season they've had since 91. But the next season, the Lions start 1-6. They fire their offense, their entire offensive line staff. They fire their offensive coordinator. They go into the next week and lose again. And after going 1-7 after this 11-win season, they then fire the team president and the general manager. Because they they fired those people from the coaching staff, promised the coach they wouldn't fire any more of his staff. And then after they lose again, they fire the team president and the GM in the midseason. Sheldon White takes over as the interim general manager. Because again, he's been doing a pretty good job. He is clearly in their esteem, and the Lions organization esteem, one of their best front office guys. They go on a 6-2 and two run, end up 7-9, and nine, right? Now, he ends that season interim general manager after they, they do their best to salvage that season. I mean, a 6-2 and two run to end the year is, isn't that bad. It's pretty good. Things are kind of looking up. You're saying, oh, maybe this team can bounce back. The last time the, the Lions had hired an interim GM was after the 0-16 season in 2008 when they had fired their GM during that season. His name was Martin Mayhew. He became the GM after the 2008 season, and he lasted to this point. So Sheldon White is, is in the same situation their previous GM was in, and that guy just got the boot in the middle of the season. The Lions don't go that way again. They do not retain Sheldon White. He is released. He's let go. He doesn't have a job. Now, he did a good job. If you look at how he's viewed internally in the organization, if you look at the job he did overall, it's an overall positive work in, in, in a, on a team that was terrible, right? And then when they actually got some star talent through the draft, they managed to be a pretty decent team until, you know, the season where the, everything fell apart in the, the inside the team. There's so much drama on that team. So many things happened to get that, you know, one in seven start. But it's hard to point that on the director of pro play, personnel, right? When you have a good season and then the next season is a collapse, that's usually not, you know, the players that were here last year are suddenly, you know, were, were bad the whole time. There's something usually going on there. The Lions don't keep him. He's 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 free, right? He's out there looking for a job, but he does kind of carry the stink of that Lions team with him. He, he's been there the whole time. He doesn't get an NFL job right away. Meanwhile, his son has signed to play with Michigan State to play football. I 
if you remember Mike Munchak leaving to go to Denver to be with his family, you know, Bill Cowher retired from the Steelers to be with his family. This happens with Sheldon White. He doesn't really want to leave the area. His son just signed there to stay in Michigan State. He can be close to his son if he stays in the area. He ends up going to Michigan State and taking a job as a consultant. He can't interact with players or recruits, but he can talk to the coaches and work through them. And he basically takes what he's done in the NFL and he starts reorganizing how Michigan State operates. This is the two for the two before the 2016 season. After the 2016 season, he's promoted to executive director of player personnel and recruiting, where he's basically responsible for coordinating their evaluation of the players on their current roster and coordinating their evaluation of all their high school players and how they recruit, who and how they're, you know, who they're focused on recruiting, what players, what positions they're worried about. He's responsible for that. He's in that role from 2017 to 2020. This past season, Michigan State won 11-2 and and won the Peach Bowl with a roster that was assembled almost entirely by Sheldon White and was assembled during his time there. Remember, 2017 to 2020, for four years, he's the guy directing their recruiting. And at the end of that four years, he leaves. And the next class, which he still you know, was re- responsible for orchestrating the recruiting for the class of 2021, everyone recruited from 2017 to 2021, he was involved in. And that team has one of their best seasons in college football with the roster that he built in 2021. Now, in 2021, he is not on the team. When they do that, he leaves after 2020. His son, uh, Cody White, left Michigan State after 2019, left a year early. He is an undrafted free agent with Kansas City, bounces through the New York Giants and the Denver Broncos before landing on the Steelers practice squad. He sits the entirety of 2020, comes back for 2021, is on the practice squad, but gets called up after two games. He's active for 15 games last season, played on special teams, actually got on the field and got snaps on offense in eight games. He was targeted six times, caught five of them for 33 yards. He's a bottom-of-the-depth chart receiver for the Steelers. He's currently on the roster, and he's Sheldon White's son. So after Cody White left in 2019, Sheldon White stays for 2020 season and then leaves the team. You know, probably professional courtesy there, letting him know, hey, you know, I'll stay on, and then you you have a year to find someone to replace me. 2021, he goes back to the NFL, where he's able to get a job with the Washington Commanders as just a scout. He's been out of the pro game, hasn't been around. You know, he after Detroit wasn't interested in and making him their general manager, he just left the NFL for five years. Now he's back. They let him be a scout. And then this offseason, the Steelers bring him on to be their director of pro personnel. Director, wait, director of pro scouting. Sorry. Director of pro personnel was his job in Detroit. So he comes to the Steelers as director of pro scouting, which is the job Kevin Colbert held when he worked under him in Detroit. So now, 
Sheldon White worked for with Kevin Colbert when Kevin Colbert was the director of pro scouting for the Detroit Lions. And Kevin Colbert left that job. He, Sheldon White, took over director of pro personnel, which, as I said, was, you know, a, a little more involved position. Now with Kevin Colbert taking an advisory role with the Steelers, Sheldon White comes in to take over the job that Kevin Colbert held in Detroit before he became general manager. Which is interesting. It's also worth noting, when we're talking about this, that Sheldon White followed his son to Pittsburgh. His son is already here, and now Sheldon White is joining his son two years after his son joined the Steelers. The Steelers are well known for being, you know, for going after family right now. Ever since, you know, Art Rooney II took over, this team has approached signing players that have relatives with the team. So now the Steelers not only have three sets of brothers on the Steelers roster right now, they have a son who is a player and a father who is an executive on the same team. And one of the more interesting, one of the more interesting tidbits here is uh, with the with the practice squad becoming more veteran oriented, having far more players with NFL experience on them. The director of pro scouting is going to have input on who should be on that practice squad, which is which means the Steelers hired somebody whose one of his jobs is going to be evaluate his own son and evaluate competition from other teams to take his son's spot on the practice squad. I find that interesting. Uh, we'll see if if that ever becomes you know anything interesting to talk about. If say if Cody White gets released from the practice squad midseason and, and they sign a different receiver from a different team. Uh, that would be an interesting thing to think about. But Sheldon White is an outside hire, right? And he's a little outside the box hire coming from college. But when you look at the process, you look at the process Sheldon White has been through, uh, you look at his history where he, when he was young and on the rise, Kevin Colbert knew him, right? Kevin Colbert's career kind of stagnated with Detroit, and then the Steelers hired him to be a GM, and he took off. And he's he, he might he he probably has a shot to to go into the Hall of Fame as a front office person, Kevin Colbert. Whereas in Detroit, his career had kind of stagnated. We see that with Sheldon White; he moves up quickly, his career kind of stagnates there in Detroit as the team is just terrible. He then is out of the league for five years. Now he's back, back in a position that's very much his strength in the director of pro scouting for a much better organization. And while he while he isn't necessarily old, he is older than Andy Weidel, right? Who is kind of the executive on the rise. And so the Steelers have stability in Omar Khan, especially on the business side. Then they bring in a guy who is on the rise as a GM type candidate, as a player evaluator. He's kind of shooting up charts after staying and scouting for a long time. 
and they match these three together, right? Where you have the the on the rise guy for talent evaluation, you have the stable business side GM, and underneath in pro scouting, you have an experienced person who is on their way back into the NFL, right? And who kind of fits the Steelers mold of the kind of guys they want. When I look at the three of them together, I think it makes a nice unit. I think the Steelers, I I think the reasoning and the logic behind assembling this team of executives makes sense. I think it's a good approach. Now, obviously, good approaches still have to be executed well. And we will see how these three work together and how they actually execute and the success they have doing their jobs. But the process and the idea and the rationale looking at these players makes sense to me. And hopefully it works out. That's our show for today. As always, thanks for joining me. Have a great week. Let's go Steelers.